Hey, girls and gals, I'm Shelby. And I'm Annalisa, and this is She's Too Loud. Uh, now looky, looky, looky here. Yeah. Listen up, all you dorks and geekers. Uh, turn up the volume on your buds and speakers. Two girls, fresh pair, like genuine sneakers. Breath of fresh air for you goons and freakers. Just two girls, too cush, too good to be shush. Two queens, two clowns, she's too loud to turn down yep. if it's too loud, y'all, then I definitely mean it. Yep. These ladies put the G in feminine genius. What? What? Poetry is the revelation of a feeling that the poet believes to be interior and personal, which the reader recognizes as his own. Salvatore Quasimodo. <laughs> Can we talk about how? <laughs> Salvatore Quasimodo has the same name as the Hunchback of Notre Wait, Dame. Wait, okay, that's so funny. I literally, I was like, I've never heard that quote. And then I was like, is that from Hunchback of Notre Dame? That- <laughs> no, because his, his first name's Quasimodo. <laughs> oh, so funny. Podcast in the morning, baby. <laughs> we're back, and not only are we back, but we're in the studio again yeah, today. I'm staring at Shelby. I'm I'm actually looking at Annalisa <laughs> this week, and it's so <laughs> not good. just like my mirror. I was sitting back home. I would like sit at my vanity and do it. So I was like basically talking. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, like looking at myself. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would just sit in my bed and like st- like stare at nothing, and be <laughs> it's so much better that like we can see each other now. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry for our inconsistency to our wonderful listeners out there um getting back to school was a little crazy the last two weeks Mm -hmm. it's like been so hectic yeah but we're back now so just for a little weekend update uh we i i came back to steubenville with my wonderful dog pepperoni everybody (laughs) everybody knows her everybody loves her um and the day after we got back was a like pretty crazy snowstorm yeah um, so we got, I, I, ne- I like never saw any reports about like just how much snow we yeah, got, but I like, think it might've been around like 10 inches. It was a lot. It's a, it's like my mid shin. Okay. Mm, yeah. Cause so I every time I step into it, I'm like, Oh great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a lot of snow. Um, but pepper's loving it. Um, it actually hasn't been as cold as like I thought it would be, be kind mm-hmm. of because of the snow. So that hasn't been terrible. Um, and then lastly, and most importantly, I would say is that, Annalisa and I and our friends from our Franciscan University household, Love of the Lamb, we're back on our Fitbit challenge. <laughs> Annalisa's waving <laughs> her Fitbit around. And I can't express to you, like, just how competitive this situation makes me. Yeah. Nothing. I, like, am really not competitive because I'm not athletic. <laughs> but when it comes to this, I can't stand that Annalisa is always ahead of me. Our friend, Colleen, Shout out to Colleen if you're listening. She's always ahead of me. Like, oh my gosh, but it's so Shelby, frustrating. Shelby literally went at 10 o'clock last and you, night. But you still beat me. I, I was so surprised. She went at 10 <laughs> o'clock last night to the gym to go walk on the treadmill. To get I, I have never spent more than 15 minutes on the treadmill. I'm not saying that to be modest. I do not spend more than 15 minutes on the treadmill. I was on it for 45 minutes. And I, I think while I was there, I got over 3,000 steps. Yeah. But... I left feeling so good. I was like, there's no way anyone's aw- even awake anymore. It's like 1030. <laughs> I was like, Annalise is not going to get any more steps. And then she passed me up. I really wasn't <laughs> trying. I don't know how. I like felt bad. Like when I clicked on the app, I was like, oh, I hope shoot. you do. I don't know. <laughs> like it was, an uh, accident. it was an accident. I also just have to say, so this is like a, we've done this when I was an undergrad with um, like our other household sisters. And um, it, it's like always been 
just like a really funny competition because our friend Colleen would like stay up late walking to up and down the halls <laughs> to get more steps to like beat whoever. And uh, it's just like always a crunch <laughs> at the end of the week. But we, Colleen, I know you're listening to this. She's inactive currently on Fitbit. Yeah. She needs to get back on. Everybody it's, roast her until she gets back on. Yeah, it's Fitbit. devastating. And it's honestly rude. It's like disrespectful. <laughs> it's disrespectful. It's rude. It's. <laughs> Just inconsiderate. Do you know that sound? Or I can't remember if it's a TikTok or a video. Oh, it must be a TikTok sound where it's like, it's it's disrespectful to all of us. To you. It's No, it's disrespectful to, to you. <laughs> to you. No. <laughs> to, to, to all. To you. To you. Uh, if you don't know that one, I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, that I mean, that's pretty much my only updates other than classes start today. They were supposed to start tomorrow. I mean, sorry. They were supposed to start yesterday. <laughs> But the snow, like, kept people off Yeah, the such roads, a wacky week this week. We it didn't have classes on Monday. Then morning classes Tuesday were canceled. Mm-hmm. Then we don't have classes Friday. It's a weird time. So it's, like, such a short little week. But oh, and happy late Martin Luther King Day, everybody. Yeah. The king himself. Woo. The man, the myth, the legend. Mm. Um, for my, my weekend update, I wanted to, I thought it was funny. I was like compiling, like, what did I do over break? Cause that's what everyone always asks. Like when you get mm-hmm. back to school. Yep. And so I compiled what I'm calling my winter break statistics. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so <laughs> over this winter break, I watched 10 seasons of Survivor, six seasons of Dawson's Creek, Annalisa, three movies, <laughs> Five books, actually six books if you count the audiobook, and completed one puzzle. Annalisa. <laughs> I knew. I can't say anything because I also spent my whole break on the sofa. My grandma and I watched like a lot of Christmas mm-hmm. movies and a lot of TV. But 10 seasons of Survivor, yep. six seasons of Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek. That's crazy. Annalisa wants me to watch Dawson's Creek, but I it's just be a while. I watched the whole thing over break. Like, I finished it and like. It's been You're so funny. It, this is such a random side thing, but like it's just been so long since I've watched a new teen drama. Like yeah. every drama I watched in high school, so I've seen them all, and mm. I've always just like rewatching random episodes, or I rewatch Gilmore Girls like eight thousand times. Right. But it's been so long since I've seen a show that I haven't seen before that's like drama esque, and mm-hmm. so I was like, oh man, like. I hate the anxiety of not knowing how things are going to turn out. Like, mm-hmm. I hate, like, not knowing what's going to happen, like, in the next episode. Like, and then I never wanted to stop watching because I was like, oh, I, like, need to know. And so I finished it in, like, a week and a half, which was, <laughs> That's which was out of amazing. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> you also, from the pictures and videos, your little, like, TV room looks amazing. Yeah, it's so comfy. I just sit on my couch all day. Did um, Liam have a good break? Yes, Liam had a good break. Liam's actually in Florida right now. Um, for his, cheerleading? Yeah, for his cheer team. They went mm-hmm. and competed at nationals. Um, Liam is Annalise's brother, by the oh, way. Oh, right. I don't know if we've ever said that. He's actually, he listens to the podcast every week. So, hey, Liam. Hey, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I, I feel like, not to give credit just because he's my brother, but I really think he might be our most faithful listener. <laughs> Love that so much. He knows Thank everything you, about us. <laughs> Sometimes he'll randomly come into the house and he'll be like, He'll be like, so I didn't know that your favorite movie was Angus Long's and Perfect Snogging. Like, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, were you listening like, to the podcast? Did you just listen to the <laughs> podcast? That's so funny because Maggie also, Maggie, hopefully you'll eventually listen to this episode. She just listened to the first one and mm. um, she heard the part about like my lip tattoo and she was like, I was wondering if that was true or false. I was like, what do you think? <laughs> Um, so that was a great time. It's true. It's so true. Oh my gosh. That was, feels like it was so long ago. We said so many random things that weren't real in that. I hope people I didn't think we were serious. Yeah. 
the just lip to tattoo be, just was to be clear, real. Whatever thing Annalise said about my toes, not true. <laughs> like that I have an extra toe or something. I do not have an extra toe. And I didn't almost go to the Olympics for cheerleading. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you so much for those Christmas break statistics. Oh, yeah. I wish I had done something like that. It's awesome. I think it's hilarious. I'm going to like tell everyone like in a household, we have our first like business meeting this mm-hmm. weekend. I'm going to tell everyone that they should compile their statistics and yeah. get back to me. Oh. That's a great idea. All right, guys. So today our topic is poetry. We are going to be talking about all things poems, all things poets. um, Artists. Artists. And, um, you know, it just like randomly popped into my head. This is so random. Um, That song, the ABCDEFU. First of all, that song is catchy as can be. B, C, D, E, F, U. Anyways, forget that. On TikTok, people have been doing this thing where they do like, like one person says one and then the other. Like it's like a, like a fill in the blank thing. Like, so I'll go A and then you would say B, C, D, E, F, U. That's so weird. I know. That's anyway, forget that. I brought it up because just now when she, when Annalise said artiste, it made me think of, he says like, and that issue call art. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, the best line in that song is that she says, everybody but your dog, you can all. <laughs> rah, rah. And I'm like, you're so right. Because if you ever, ever, ever curse a dog, you're going to have to contend with me. I was going to say, like, <laughs> if someone, if your boyfriend ever broke up with you, then like, they would have to still love Pepper. They'd have, I mean. Who doesn't? I have not. Well, that's not true. I have met people who didn't love Pepper. And let's just say they're not on my list of best friends. <laughs> I didn't love Pepper at first. Okay. It's there okay. I said it. There now I she does. It. She used to bite people. She When she was a puppy, she was not very nice. <laughs> we'll, we'll just put that there. Anyways, back to poems. So um, this was this week was my uh, like topic selection. And I have grown to really like poetry in the last couple of years. It's one of those things that I think at least when I was in high school, like, I didn't have any very strong opinions. Sometimes, like, in, in English class, like, you read some poems, and I'd be like, oh, I, like, that w- I actually really like this, or mm-hmm. um, or at least, like, I thought it was interesting. But for the most part, you're being forced to read, like, certain poems um, and, like, analyze them. You're not really reading them on your own terms. I think a lot of, like, my friends or just my classmates were, like, poetry is really stupid. <laughs> or, like, why are we reading this? There's really no point. So I think it's it's one of those things, like, you're either like really hot, really cold, you don't like it, you know, mm-hmm. or you're just like uh, it's poetry. I don't really read it, but right. um, but it's something that I've like come to really love and and respect. And um, I love hearing like just like friends or acquaintances. I love hearing them um, talk about their own poetry. It's really mm-hmm. really special and interesting. So. Yeah, I think that when I was in high school, I liked poems for the sole reason being that they were just shorter than everything else that we read. Right. Like I just <laughs> like I, I was like this is such a good break from from oh reading a novel or something. <laughs> yes. I feel like my first exposure to at least that I remember, my first exposure to like poetry that I liked was um, when we read The Outsiders in seventh grade, mm. the the Robert Frost pro- poem about... Um, the Road Not all, Taken? N- no. Okay. I do love Good, that. I do love that poem. Is like, that the I'm one to bring that out with later? <laughs> no, no. It's, I, I'm trying... I'm blanking on the name. I can say the whole poem, but I forget. <sighs> Only Gold Can Stay. So the poem's called Only Gold Can Stay. And I remember reading it, and then I was like, I am going to memorize this. So I did, and I still know it by heart, but I won't read it for your own sakes. <laughs> for um, all your own sakes. But that was, like, my first exposure to it, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And um, our teacher at the time, this was only, like, seventh grade, so we didn't go into great depth, but she kind of explained, like, the imagery of 
the green leaves turning to gold um and that like those gold leaves eventually fall so it's kind mm. of i mean in some ways it's kind of a sad poem but i really liked that and ever i mean after that we re- reread some poems in our english classes um talked about t.s Eliot, and i did a project on oh, him yeah. i really liked mm-hmm. him um i'll bring him up again in a minute so yeah poetry poetry is interesting yeah i um when i was in grade school like middle school i competed it's so funny it was called forensics but now whenever i bring up forensics everyone says that that's like criminal science or it something is. but it was public speaking and maybe they were spelling it like f-i-r-e-n-z-i-c-s no, <laughs> no i don't think so that would be the study of florence <laughs> <laughs> but i competed with forensics for quite a few years but there was like competitions and every year there was a category and so i competed twice with poetry and so and it's poetry you wrote no 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 like you would like perform yeah oh cool like you'd read someone else's poem so i like did that and i was like man it's like kind of like that was back when um it was like big when people like it was like people telling stories through poems and stuff which people Mm -hmm. do but like it was like full like almost Mm -hmm. a short story just told in poem form for the competition so it was like cool i thought it was like man it's like a story but it rhymes and it's like yeah it's like a nice message and stuff so i really enjoyed that you know what else i just thought of um when you were kind of talking about like performing poetry and stuff, something I've found like very powerful on occasion. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this is a little crazy, but <gasps> I really like spoken word poetry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, me too. There's a couple that I like really, there's this one that I, I listen to it like over and over again. I'll never get tired of it. It's, it's about the woman at the well and it's so good. Um, oh, but you showed me that one. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's good. so good. But just now when you were like talking about it, my thought process went performing poems, spoken word poems. I know exactly poem. what you're going to say. 22 Jump Street. Street. <laughs> Cynthia. Jesus, Jesus died, died for, for our Cynthia's. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. If you. <laughs> that is the funniest stuff. Um, if you haven't seen 22 Jump Street, <laughs> go watch it. There's a scene where the guy's like trying to impress uh, this girl and she, she likes spoken word. And he's like, yeah, I'm a poet. And he goes up there and just like starts like <laughs> spitting their most random stuff. Oh. Oh my gosh, we've it's had Hustle Sisters that like had the whole thing memorized and they performed it. And it's so so funny. It is so funny. I love. It. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Jesus, Cynthia's. Cynthia's. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, go watch it. Go watch the scene. Maybe we'll put it in our show notes. Yeah, highly we'll recommend. <laughs> anyway, so now Annalise and I are both going to share um, some of our favorite poets and poetry, and then we'll each read a poem for you guys. If you if you're not a poetry person. You can either peace out or bear with us. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think you'll find some of it interesting. If you are a poetry person, maybe you'll hear something you've never heard before. Maybe you'll hear something you've heard many times. Yeah, maybe you'll we'll hear see. something and be like, wow, these girls like all the mainstream poems. They only like <laughs> mainstream poems. They don't even know who Ruby Cower is. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby Cower is not mainstream. She, yeah, I, at this point she is. Wait, so is that a, oh, is it a girl? I yes, literally never knew. She is. Mm-hmm. Never knew. I just knew she wrote The Milk and Honey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, so Annalise is going to start us off with hers. Okay. Favorite poets first? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. So I think that I am, I'm like a moderate poet lover. Like mm-hmm. I don't think it's like one, something I'm like super, super passionate about, but there are like random ones that I'm like, man, I really like this person. Yeah. Um, I really love um, Morgan Hart. Why did I say it like that? That's okay. Morgan. Okay, Mar- <laughs> okay Morgan. cuts, cuts. <laughs> I really like Morgan Harper Nichols. She, I found her randomly one day on Instagram. I feel like honestly now that's where I get a lot of like new on poetry. Insta? Yeah, I just find random people that post their like artwork with poetry. Um, but she's really awesome. 
none of her things really have names, like most of the stuff that she posts, but mm. she just writes really simple and beautiful and profound poetry. And I think that's probably something I love most about poetry is that it's just so simple mm-hmm. um, and that the messages are like so much to think about. There's, there's so much depth to them. And so I love her. And then for classic poets, I really love Robert Frost. I remember reading the the classic, like Road Not Taken in mm-hmm. high school. And that was really, it was just really cool for me back then. Like when you're thinking like, oh man, I'm like making decisions and you feel like someone's like speaking right into your heart. Right. But I really like him. And then um, I really loved Emily Dickinson when we read her a couple times. I don't like go out mm-hmm. of my way to read her stuff. Yeah. But um, there were a couple that I really liked by her. And then my other one, I really do like Henry David Thoreau. Yep. And he write, he's not just a poet. He writes, like, essays and stuff, too. Um, and I heard about him first, actually, in the movie Dead Poet Society. And But they didn't really – I don't know if it was if they quoted any of his poems, but they did quote his book, Walden, mm-hmm. where he said, I went into the buds because I wished to live deliberately. They, they don't do um, – I know that one's so good. They don't – I don't know if they do any of his poems, but they do O Captain, My Captain. And oh, I, I'm yeah, blanking yeah. on who's Who the author of that. Oh, shoot. I Walt Whitman. Yes. Mm. He's another one of – he wrote another – it's like um, – he wrote one that's like, Oh, Me, Oh, Life or something. A Song for Myself, I think, is also by Walt Whitman. I like I a couple of his one. poems. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, he's awesome. So those are some of my, my people that I like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I just wanted to share um, my favorite, I think this is my favorite poem by Morgan Harper Nichols, maybe my favorite poem of all time. It doesn't have a name, but it's in her book called All Along You Were Blooming. And she just has, well, it's the most beautiful artwork. So if you're into artwork and poetry, this is probably the best book ever for you. But they're really, like, some of them are short, some of them are longer, but they're just so, so, so beautiful. I used to, like, every day (laughs) in my dorm room with my roommate last year, Lena, we would open up the book and then I would it would be play like poet roulette and then (laughs) I just like I just like flip the pages and I'd be like this is our mantra for today and then I'd like read it and then we'd be like "Mm, does that really apply like it's like such a goofy (laughs) thing but that's so funny yeah anyway so this is what it says no name more than anything I hope you find your way home I hope you find what speaks to your heart like nothing else in the world has spoken to you before As you sit in this terminal, hoping this new city will be home, the home that you've longed for, where your name will be safe, where you will finally belong. As you're here lugging luggage, bumping shoulders of others charging through with apparently important things to do, and you're berated by the mechanic clattering of voices, citing numbers, directions, delays, alone, inching toward your unknown. But take time to listen for the ever-present voice gently whispering, I'll guide you. And may your love for traveling far remind you of traveling grace, finding you here in the crowd, reminding you that you belong no matter where you are. Through all the times you fell and all the times you ran, not knowing what was next or where your feet would land, and all that was lost in translation of a language you could not understand, even then you were known and you were still headed home. In all that has changed or stayed the same, you have found comfort in the voice rising up above the noise. You are loved, you are loved, you are dearly, dearly loved, and you're worthy of the journey of being. You're worthy of the journey of finding home in me. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love just, that. I love it. She's she's not, I don't, I think that she's Christian, but she's not, like, she doesn't promote right. herself as, like, a right. Christian poet, but I think a lot of her um, work has very, like, Christian yeah, undertones. Yeah, like, sneaky undertones. Which I just, I love. I love when it's something that it's not explicitly said, but... Right. So just, it 
like t- uh, talks to so many different people like people can really like relate in just their own way but mm-hmm. yeah I love that like I love the idea of just like belonging like I love when she said like you belong here like right where you are like mm-hmm. right in this moment oh I love yeah. that that's awesome <laughs> And then, okay, so you do you have a few more poems that you enjoy? Like, do you just want to list them or, yeah? Um, I would just say The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. Mm. And then I also like Ode by Arthur O'Shaughnessy, I think is how you say his name. Mm. I think that one was also in Dead Poets Society. That is a good one. Yeah, yeah. but it's just really, it's really good. So I recommend this. I love that. Cool. Well, I brought probably way too much material to talk about that's but okay but you're like <laughs> you are like more into poetry yeah. than i am and I shelby you also write poetry i know we've mentioned that before I do. but you write your own poems i won't read any of those for all your sakes but um <laughs> but I, I like to write especially like um i think every once in a while like something either like something happens or i like see something really cool and just want to like write it down I, what i really wish is that i was meant to be a writer but i'm not <laughs> But Why I would not? love, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I would love to write books, um, and I'd love to write and publish poetry and stuff. Maybe eventually I'll publish some poetry, but it'll be the kind of thing that, like, only I'll read. <laughs> but, yeah, I do, I do like to write it. And sometimes I think, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but it's one of those things that um, sometimes, like, um, expressions or, like, certain emotions can be better described by something poetic than it can mm-hmm. by just, like, the simple words and the simple mm-hmm. truth, like, I don't know. It might sound a little bit cheesy, but no, but it's I true. Love poetry. Um, but yeah, so I brought a couple of things. I like I said, I did a project on T. S. Eliot when I was in um, in high school, and uh, I talked a little bit about his "The Wasteland," which was a collection of poems. Um, and one of his poems, "The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock," is a pretty mm. popular poem. Um, especially, it's one that a lot of high schoolers read, but uh, it's rather long, so I'm, I wasn't going to read that one. Mm. But that's one of my favorites, and. In some ways, I can't really relate to like what he's saying. I do not have, I do not have T. S. Eliot's very sad, very complicated life. life. Like he he has a lot of different like experiences to me. But there are some things I can relate to, and even if I can't, um, a lot of like his imagery really like catches you. Mm. Um, the way he describes like the the scene and the oh, oh it's so good. <laughs> it's a really good one. Go listen to that one if you haven't. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll talk about my favorite poems and my favorite poets at the same time because they kind of, like, all go together. Poets. My favorite poets. <laughs> That's what you call a lady poet. Yeah. poet. Um, but when I was in – so I took a lot of French classes in undergrad because I, I got a minor. And um, my professor, Dr. Williams, he um, – not that any of you know who that is. Shout out to you, Dr. Williams. Dr. Williams. Um, he, he's a really big fan of French poetry and just poetry in general. But I really appreciated when he would share French poetry with us. And the, I will obviously not read those either because mm. 99.999% of our listeners are English speakers. <laughs> um, but there was several that I really loved. So just to list a few I really liked. Victor Hugo um, wrote Demon de Lobe, which is he, he also, also wrote, wrote books. Les yeah, actually, I think all of my, maybe not the last guy, but... All of my French um, poets are also just authors of other, yeah. That's so funny, um, yeah. They're very good. And then, so he, yeah, Demande de Lobe. And then this one I really like is about um, this man who, like, he's passing by church, like, at midday, and he sees the doors open. And he's, like, not a man who prays, but he was, like, the door was open. I had to go in. And he goes in, and he, like, sits before a statue of the Virgin Mary, and he's talking to her, and he's, like, I didn't come here to pray. But then, like, by the end of the poem – He's like talking to Mary and he's like, 
I had to be here um, even though I didn't come here to pray. Like I had to be here and I see that you're my mother. And kind of like you were saying, he was like, I see that I belong. That one is so good. That's in French though? Yes, it's in French. But I'll read it to you in English (laughs) (laughs) Uh, another time. But so that's La Vierge Amidi. That's by Paul Claudel. He's, I think he's also, unless I'm mistaken, he's also, um, he's written like film, film plays Mm. and stuff like that. And then Jacques Prévert who wrote Déjeuner du Matin, which means breakfast. Um, that one's a really good one. But th- those are just a couple of French poets I really Does love. Does it go like this? Eggs, omelets, <laughs> French toast, bananas. Crack another egg on it. That's a that's a surfaces song. Anyway, um, my next poet that I, that I like, I haven't read too much of his stuff yet, but um, this is another poet I can't really relate to, but I still enjoy like reading his poems, is Charles Bukowski. And I heard about him through one of my favorite movies, Beautiful Creatures, and um, <laughs> which yes. I watched with Annalisa. But uh, in the movie, they quote him, and he, and he, the main character is listening to like his poetry or reading it, and he's like, "This man is a god." But like, <laughs> I just love he he <laughs> like like I know that guy couldn't relate to Charles Bukowski either. He's a very <laughs> rough and tumble Ernest Hemingway kind of guy. But oh, um, I forgot all about Ernest. Hemingway. I know. I actually i I listed. I think I did anyway. I love Ernest Hemingway as well. He's mm-hmm. got a couple of poems as well. Yeah. He's one and of those writes that writes books and mm-hmm. poems, right? Um, but he's got some great stuff. Yeah. Um, I listed, this one is like, may not seem like it applies here, but um, the Song of Songs, which is one of the books mm. in the Old Testament of the Bible, is basically a love poem between um, a man and a woman. And like interwoven into the poem, there's like a chorus of women who's like, they're like singing or speaking with the um, like bride to be, and I think that is one of the most romantic yeah. poems so ever. Funny. I I read it often, like especially when I'm like feeling bad about myself, like not have a boyfriend. <laughs> I'll go and read it. And I'll be like, be like, oh my god, this is so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really very good, and um, we have our our household has like a household song, and it's based off the song songs, and therefore it's beautiful. Um, I love Maya Angelou. Uh, last mm. year I read her book, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, which um, is a reference to uh, the poem called, um, I think it's The Caged Bird or something like that. Mm-hmm. But she, she references that. And not only was that book very good, but the poem is beautiful. Um, so I listed that one as well. I like Emily Dickinson. I'm going to read her poem because I could not stop for death. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, and then my last ones, I love the Divine Comedy, which oh. is basically just one long epic poem. poem. <laughs> but it's really so good. I've read it a couple of times. I've read The Inferno like four times um, mm. because the the poetry is really good. And it's also just like paints a really interesting story of like that whole situation. So love the Divine Comedy. That's Dante Alighieri. And then Sappho, who was um, a female poet um, mm. a very, 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 very long time ago. Uh, and she wrote Greek poetry a lot of times referencing, like, the Greek gods and the pantheon, which is um, super cool. So I'm just going to read Because I Could Not Stop for Death by Emily Dickinson. Um, and this was one I did read in school. And Thanks. when our, prov- our – well, I guess she was a teacher. Our teacher was, like, telling us some of the imagery, and she was like, this is why Emily used this word and, and so forth, so on and so mm. forth. And I was like, ooh, this is very cool. So I think that's one thing – that's really cool about poetry is how many layers there are. There's like literal mm-hmm. things, there's references, metaphors, very cool stuff. So this is like, because I could not stop for death. Because I could not stop for death, he kindly stopped for me. 
The carriage held but just ourselves and immortality. We slowly drove, he knew no haste, and I had put away, my labor and my leisure too, for his civility. We passed the school where children strove at recess in the ring. We passed the fields of grazing grain, we passed the setting sun, or rather, he passed us. The dews drew quivering and chill, for only gossamer my gown, my tippet only tool. We paused before a house that seemed a swelling of the ground. The roof was scarcely visible, the cornice in the ground. Since then, tis centuries, and yet feel shorter than the day. I first surmised the horses' heads were toward eternity. That one's... I love that one. That's so good. It's it's very metaphor-based, so yeah. like a lot of it, you're like, what is she even talking about? But the basis of the poem is like Emily is saying that like death came for her. He was like almost her escort like into death and um they ride together like in the carriage and kind of look through like they go through they see the children in her youth, um, and then like her as a woman and now her mm-hmm. like and she's going to die. Um, which is a sad poem, but I think also really cool and really yeah. profound. So well I love that. I like that first line a lot too. Mm-hmm. Just that like um I couldn't find death, so death came and found me. Or something. yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is intense, but so good. <laughs> um, so yeah, now we're just we'll just talk a little bit about like what why is poetry important? Like, what's the point of that? And I think that the concept of a poet and the the quote that we read there in the beginning by Salvatore Quasimodo, <laughs> the Hunchback of Hunchback. Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> you know what? I feel like Quasimodo is probably a poet. I agree. He made those little figurines. Of Esmeralda and everybody. He had a lot so. of deep thoughts. In he him. did. <laughs> he had a lot of time alone, okay? So he, he was writing. He was building. Um, His, mind was a poem. <laughs> His mind was he, a poem. He thought in verse. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think the concept of, like, a poet, when they write, they're writing normally from their own experience or, like, from their own thought process. And it probably means more to them than anybody. But when you read another person's poetry – there's always something you can relate to um, mm-hmm. that you can like find like this particular like line really struck me about like this thing that's happened in my life or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really special that they can pour their heart out, talk about their own experiences, but a reader can also relate to that poetry and kind of make it their own. Yeah. So I, I think, think it's really also cool. that like po- poetry is often abstract and like the way that it's written, which I think is mm-hmm. exactly like how, so many people can relate to them because right. it's written in, in a way that almost leaves it up to interpretation, which I think is like so beautiful and mm-hmm. such a special thing about poetry as opposed to just like a novel or a movie. Right. Things are it more is what straightforward. it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is also awesome. And like tons of people can relate to like its specifics, but it's really nice when there mm-hmm. it feels almost open ended. Like when you read something and I, I think that's some of the best experiences I had in high school was when we would be sitting talking about poems and like, people would raise their hand and have all different thoughts on what it means to them. Mm-hmm. And our teacher would just say, yeah, everything you say, yeah. everything's correct. Cause it, like, it's not wrong. Like it to say like, this is what the poem means to me. Mm-hmm. It can't be wrong. Like it's whatever it means for you. Um, which I just think is like so special mm-hmm. and like beautiful about like poetry specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, just, like, why is poetry important? Like, why should anyone care? First of all, it's up to you. If you don't like poetry, that's okay. Whatever. F- find your inspiration elsewhere. That's all right. There's <laughs> lots of stuff. Go read a book or something, I guess. <laughs> I 
better hit my book. All I'm saying is I better hit my book goal this year because I was one off this year. I'm feeling good about it, about me be doing it. I have six so far because I did the readathon. Oh, yeah. Nobody Nobody asked, asked, but. So I did the 24-hour readathon that we talked about a couple weeks ago. And turns out I only ended up reading for about 10 hours. But. (laughs) 24 hours, my butt. (laughs) It was hard. I wanted to sleep. (laughs) But I did end up reading three books in one day. So, yeah, I felt really accomplished. Which books did you read? I read. A book called, oh, I read The Great Gatsby, which nice. I had never read before. A lot of people read it in high school, and I, didn't read it in I just never either. read it. It was super short, super easy to get through. And I was like, man, this felt very, very classic, like a, yeah. a classic novel. <laughs> um, then I read a book called Never Always Sometimes, which was a very YA novel. Yes. <laughs> cheesy love story about these kids in high school who write like this never to do list it's like a boy girl best friend <laughs> never thing to do. and then of course on the list it says never fall in love with your best friend never and, and guess, guess what happens <laughs> <laughs> but i'm a sucker for like the cheesy romance yes, you are. Oh. and then i read they both die at the end which i got off of book talk which that's is the about, name of the book mm-hmm. okay Spoiler alert, they both die at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, it was, like, everyone on Book Talk said it was, like, life-changing. Like, they were sobbing at the end. But the whole book just had a lot of death metaphors because mm-hmm. they were going, it was, like, they die in 24 hours. That's, like, the whole thing is that, like, they get a call at midnight and it's, like, oh, they're dying. So then they, like, meet up with this other person that's dying and then they, like, live their life to the fullest in their last 24 hours. Which sounds like, it, and it is a good story in, like, a lot of ways. But, like, the depth for it was really lacking because every metaphor that they talked about death was really just literal because they were dying. (laughs) Because they were actually dying. Like, it wasn't – it didn't feel like, oh, what's going to happen? Because you knew, like, that the ending, they were just going (laughs) to – like, it's not a spoiler. That's (laughs) So, anyways, but I read those three books, and they were all really awesome. But I feel like it really put me off on, like, a good stop for my year because then I ended up reading three books after that. For and I'm like six books into the mm-hmm. to the challenge, and I never ever have read that many books Dude. in like such a short amount of time. That's awesome. Nobody asked, but <laughs> 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 the sound glitched out for a second. Um, okay, so, so why is poetry important? <laughs> <laughs> I think one reason is that whether or not you like it, I think it's kind of all around us. Um, mm. I think a lot of people are either hot or cold on rap, but. I personally think that rap is really just poetry, like, given a specific tune or, like, um, cadence. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think occasionally, like, we, we get some rappers out there, like, that truly are poets. And um, not only are they poets, but they're also – you have to be extremely smart, very clever to come yeah. up with these kinds of, like, quips. Quick, and yeah. yeah. And um, so I really respect that. <laughs> I think rap is great for the most part, <laughs> unless it's shallow, which occasionally like it is. Yeah. But um, I think rap and music is just poetry with cadence or tune. Um, mm-hmm. So love that. I think another <laughs> reason it's important, <laughs> it doesn't happen enough, <laughs> is that this on here. men should really read poetry to women <laughs> and vice versa. But I, I just now when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what would be cool is if a guy r- wrote a, po- a poem. But then you know what else I was thinking is <laughs> I might make fun of him if he did that. <laughs> fun story. Um, this guy that I knew in high school, he, there was this girl they were dating. I'm not going to say names because they're not together anymore, so it would be, like, awkward. Yeah. But yeah. Um, 
So he had a Tumblr account where he wrote poetry. He's hey. honestly a really talented poet. Like, mm-hmm. he wrote such beautiful stuff. But he used to, like, before they were dating, he would write poems about her. But, like, didn't have her name in them. Yeah. And I was on Tumblr at the time. And so, like, and I would knew. read them. And I was like, my gosh, like, this was so beautiful. Oh, I Come love Come to that. find out they were all about her. And it was, like, so Wait, sweet. That is really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, cheesy. Like, it was just, like, I felt like I was reading a professional's. Yeah work you know i love that yeah it was awesome all i'm saying is that if you wanted to write a poem about me (laughs) (laughs) any boy out there i might laugh at you at first but i promise i'm flattered (laughs) oh Um. and then i was thinking about um 10 things i hate about you she writes the poem (gasps) about him and like stands in front of the class and she's like i hate the way i don't hate you not even a little bit not Not even even at all all. (laughs) (laughs) heath ledger (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Go watch 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good one. Yeah. So it's all around you. It's mm-hmm. in movies. It's in songs. It's in everything. Um, and then lastly, if you're Christian or Catholic and you've read the Psalms, you'll see that those are all poems as well um, between King David and the Lord. Oh, yeah. Um, and there, there's like every manner of poems in there. There's like angry mm-hmm. poems, love poems, uh, joy, sorrow, mm-hmm. like, you know, everything in between. So David was... A poet and he knew it he knew it he knew it my guy i mean he wrote like what like a hundred and something Qu- of quite a lot and i'm like, not gonna get it right so i'm <laughs> yeah, not gonna so say gonna, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he knew <laughs> but he freaking knew um and then Aunt Lisa and i were talking before we came and recorded and we were just thinking like for a woman um and and this goes for everyone but this is a podcast for ladies primarily yeah. our 80 percent um, you know listeners. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um for women, like, it can be a way for us to express thoughts, feelings, whether you're the one writing the poetry or you're the one reading it. Um, sometimes, like we said this kind of before, your desires can be expressed better maybe in poetry or in song, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, for women specifically, I think it's just a beautiful opportunity for us to have a voice. Um, I think it's very empowering um, to, and I, I think you had shared this a couple of weeks ago, Shelby, when you had read your poems at that mm. open mic night. Yeah. But it's just, it's a beautiful way for women to express themselves, to like give insight to who they are and mm. what we're all about. And it, it's, I think, not that men can't write poems, obviously, but I think that poetry in a way is like a feminine, it has a feminine. It's associated. Yeah. 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 Because it's like beautiful and mm-hmm. simple and. So I just think it's, like, a great opportunity for women to really express themselves there if that's something that yeah. that they're passionate about. Um, and, yeah, like, I think a lot of times, like, we look back on famous poets and stuff, and you never think any – like, it's not like, oh, Emily Dick- Dickinson's not as important as Robert Frost because she's a girl. Like, you know, like, poetry, <laughs> right. it's she's so – a big name. Yeah, yeah. like, it's mm-hmm. simple. It's so easy to just see it for the art – like, the mm-hmm. art that it is rather than, like, oh, she was such a powerful woman or, like, he was so, yeah. like – like, I think it's just you associate it more with the power that the words have rather than, like, the... Who wrote it, yeah. Yeah, which yeah, is, like, totally. it's, like, a nice, like, equal yeah. thing, I guess. Yeah, I love that. And just, like, as a last note, you were, like, talking about the um, open mic night. And, like, this whole time we've been, like, talking about poetry. I kept thinking about it. And I just, like, really... At that open mic night, a lot of people read poetry. They either read poetry or they, like, sang a song mm-hmm. or something. Um, and... Like, there were several, I mean, guys and girls came up and, like, read their poetry. And I love, I mean, I just loved hearing, and most of these people, I didn't know them personally. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this one guy, he read this poem that was meant to be read really fast because it's, like, um, depicting, like, 
honestly, I don't even remember what was, the poem was <laughs> hectic. Okay, it, but it was really he read it for us several times because it was very fast. There was a lot going on in it, but it was so cool. And like, I think more than anything, I really liked seeing how much he loved like that poem, and then just like all the stuff like he was able mm. to express in it. It was really cool. So I loved getting to read the ones from the guys, the ones from the girls. They all have something different to express, yeah. and kind of like Annalisa was saying. Um, like poetry is meant to portray in most cases beauty Mm -hmm. um sometimes love you know a lot of times like the giving of oneself a sacrifice like different things like that and i think that's very feminine so i love that nobody asked but (laughs) nobody asked but a couple of years ago when annalisa (laughs) was a freshman right no it was a sophomore. sophomore year um, and I was a senior. Yeah, it was the first year that we were living in the same hall. Yes. Like, we were living, like, a same couple doors down from each other. Yeah. Yes, correct. You're so mm-hmm. right. Okay. Annalisa was living with my little sister in our household, Rosie. And um, <laughs> they were sharing a room. They had the cutest room ever. Well, one night, I just wanted to go and tell them goodnight because I love them. Mm-hmm. And we used to not lock our doors. Right. Used to. Right. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> now they do. Um, because of me. No, but they they left their, yeah, everybody in the hall, honestly, left yeah. their doors unlocked. Um, and I wanted to go and tell them goodnight. I don't even remember why. Maybe I was just feeling really I think that maybe I had left something in your room, like your keys yes. or something. You were bringing them back. Yes, correct. Okay, you're so right. Maybe I wasn't feeling sentimental. <laughs> I just wanted to return your keys. Well, I went to bring them back to her, and um, I, like, went and said goodnight to Rosie. They are both asleep, by the way. Yeah, like <laughs> so dead asleep. Is, <laughs> this is very creepy. <laughs> I went to Rosie and said goodnight, and then I went up to <laughs> And I was like, good night, Annalisa. And, and I, you, like, put my yeah, hand on yeah. her. <laughs> she, like, put, and I, like, awoke from, like, a deep <laughs> slumber. And I literally was so out of it. I went, Because ah, 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 I thought there was, like, a killer in the room or oh something. Oh, my God, y'all. <laughs> and then Shelby, I remember so clearly, Shelby was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please go back to bed. I just, <laughs> it's just, just me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Y'all, I know, like, literally, this is such a nobody asked because nobody cares but us. <laughs> but I, ha- we had to tell this story because I, like, I thought Annalisa was having a heart attack or something. <laughs> she, <laughs> she literally made that sound while I was looking at her. And she was so t- scared, no. and I felt terrible right away. And the funny part was that it was literally in the middle of the night, and yeah, I went back to sleep. It was, like, 11 or midnight, And, yeah. and then when I, when I got up the next morning, like, I literally thought it was a dream. Yeah. Like, I t- I asked one of our other household sisters, I think I asked Doug, and I was like, do you know, did Shelby come into my room last night? And she was like, I have no idea. <laughs> and then I saw you, and then I was like, Shelby, were you in my room? And then you were like, I was I'm, like I'm so, so sorry. sorry. And yeah. then she said, she said, I felt like a monster. Oh, my God. I, it, was like, it was like she had seen, like, a nightmare monster come to life. I was like, great. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Such a so leave. now we joke all the time about the. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. <laughs> we have so many funny memories of us living <laughs> in that oh, hall that year, but yes. that is a highlight. Absolute psychos. <laughs> Anyways, nobody, nobody asked. <laughs> Thank you for everyone who listened today, and special thanks to Deacon Bob Rice and Father Dave for letting us use this podcast studio. We also want to thank our bestie and mentor, Bob Lesnevsky. And for all of you who are Christian, or for those of you who pray, we would love if you would offer up in prayer this week. Annalisa and I's friends and family, mm-hmm. for all of those starting back at school, for the homeless who are living out in the cold right now, for Bob, whose first day of school is tomorrow. 
And he's taking class with Annalisa. So for the whole class, pray for them. Yeah. Um, for all of those who are currently suffering from coronavirus and for all of our health... Co- for all of our... <laughs> I'm just doing For all of our healthcare workers who are working so hard to keep our country and all of our people safe. Mm-hmm. And we would love to pray for you. So feel free to reach out to us on our social media. Follow us on Instagram at she's.tooloud. Or email us at she's2loud21 at gmail.com. And feel free to send episode suggestions to these accounts. And if you've ever been made to feel like who you are is too much, just remember. You are never too much. You are more than enough. And you are brave, strong, and beautiful. You are besties. Annalisa Annalisa and Shelby. Bestie vibes only. Uh, now looky, looky, looky here Listen up, all you dorks and geekers uh, Turn up the volume on your buds and speakers Two girls, fresh pair like genuine sneakers Breath of Fresh air for you goons and freakers Just two girls, too cush Too good to be shush Two queens, two clowns She's too loud to turn down your fist Too loud, y'all, then I definitely mean it These ladies put the G in feminine genius What? What?